Hello, I'm Will Yeoman and welcome to another episode of the pod Well Travelled. Kind of flying solo today, but well, not really solo because I have got a couple of guests, but I am bereft of my good colleague, travel editor Stephen Scarfield, and indeed Moens Johansson, who is probably better occupied, you know, writing and travelling and so forth, all the kinds of things that, that, that we do. But, as I say, I've got a couple of wonderful guests today, the first of which is Fiona Diaz, um, one half of the husband and wife duo who run Atelier Provence. It's a wonderful um, getaway in France for uh, artists. Looks absolutely fabulous in a very small village in the south of France. So I'll be talking to her. I actually caught up with her while she was in Perth, just before she was heading back to France to join her husband, Jean-Louis. So, um, yeah, a great chat with her. And then I'll be talking to our colleague, Penny Thomas, who is in Bali. I caught up with her just this morning, if, if you're listening on uh, Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. doesn't really matter. Um, but if you are, I caught up with her. So her voice will be coming across fresh and clear from Bali. She's just having a wonderful time over there, and I'm trying not to get too jealous, but she's gathering lots of material for lots of fantastic stories about not just Bali but also Singapore and our fantastic partners Scoot Airlines as well. So that's pretty much going to be the show. So let's get the ball rolling and start with the wonderful Fiona Diaz. Okay, so as promised earlier in the show, I'm now joined by Fiona Diaz, who is one half of the team that, that runs the, well, it looks so glorious. I haven't actually visited yet the Art Tellier. That's A-R-T-E-L-I-E-R, Provence. And it's in a small French village called Juc. I think that's the right pronunciation. But Fiona, I'm, sh- I'm sure you'll be able to correct me. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Will. Okay, so you're currently, and this is the reason we're talking to you and not your partner, but you're, you're currently here in Perth and you're just about to set off back home. What, what brought you here to Perth? Oh, we, we came for, uh, we hadn't been here for uh, three Christmases. We've been living in France for three and a half years. So we came back for a Christmas, which very nicely co- coincided with the wedding of our youngest daughter and then the arrival in March 2020 of our first grandchild Oh, wow. uh, from our other daughter. Yeah, very, very uh, exciting things to lure us here and uh, reconnect with family. And however, we weren't able to return in May 2020 because of COVID, of, of course. course. We got a little yes. bit stuck. Yeah, unfortunately. And then that went on for another year. We were um, still here, which was fine. There were silver linings yeah. uh, in being here in, mm. in Perth for a bit longer. But... Um, by mid last year, Jean-Louis felt the necessity to return to Provence uh, because our little house and, uh, well, our, our reasonable size village house and our car and our business are over there. Mm, no, 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 of course, that makes complete sense. As you mm. say, uh, mm. Jean-Louis is now back there um, and you guys, it sounds like you're pretty much ready to uh, uh, start taking visitors again. So just tell us a little bit more about about the project, what you actually offer in, in this wonderful village of Jouk. I mean, I, the thing that caught my my eye, I have to admit, is the three uh, boulangerie that you say you have there. That's always a good thing. <laughs> it is indeed. I know. When we were, when we were looking for a, a village that we liked, uh, we wanted, one, well, one, authenticity. We didn't want an overrun tourist yes. village that didn't have the, the genuine vibe about it. 
and it had to be closed. We really wanted to be uh, close to Aix-en-Provence. It's a beautiful and very cultural, um, mm. smallish city mm. with good uh, art galleries and museums and a really beautiful, um, almost a little bit bourgeois feel about it. Mm. And um, it also being close to some beautiful regions around Provence. But we, we wanted, my husband stipulated we had to be able to walk every day to a boulangerie to get our bread. <laughs> so, <laughs> with three boulangeries, they were all very good. That oh, was, that's um, amazing. Definitely a selling point. It'd yeah, certainly be, it'd be a selling point for getting me there. So, look, so you, you basically, you have this wonderful setup where you have the house and you run small group, uh, like one day art workshops and four day retreats. So That's I, I, yeah, so I'm guessing our Australian listeners would probably be most interested in the retreats, given that they're going to travel all that way. What, what can you tell me about those? Yeah, well, a, a retreat offers uh, an opportunity to just really get immersed in, uh, well, one, the experience of being in a, an authentic village and, um, you know, eat in the village and walk around and um, really get a feel for it, but also to get immersed in one's artwork. So I guess it's possibly more appealing to people who already have some art skills and some background mm-hmm. and um, a, a, a strong interest. Um, it includes, the retreats include five nights accommodation. Mm-hmm. So um, we have uh, a, a very characterful uh, Provence-style village house, uh, a stone house that, uh, is, you know, we're, our streets are pedestrian streets only. They're little ruelles um, oh, paved with stones and mm. all the buildings are solid stone. So there's a lot of character there and we have um, renovated and decorated the home in uh, Provencal furnishings and antiques. And uh, as well as a few modern things, we've got uh, Jean-Louis' very colourful paintings on the walls everywhere and he's a colourist first and foremost. Okay. But, um, so, yeah. sorry, I was going to say, while you're talking about his artwork, he's also um, primarily uh, into landscapes as well. Is that correct? Just looking well, at no. Yeah, well, look, yes. Yeah, sorry, well, to uh, interrupt you no, there. No, of course. Yeah, um, lots, of, lots of landscape. He's obviously hmm. inspired by the environment that we're in there because the forest is that, a stone's throw from our back door. Yes. And um, the there's inspiration everywhere, really. But he's, I, I would say he's a colourist, so okay. whatever whatever subject matter he decides to paint, uh, and I would say he, he doesn't do figurative work, mm. but um, he's great at architecture and landscape and a little bit more abstract lately in this latest oh. collection, which we have online on our gallery page on our website. Yes. If you're interested to have a look, um, they'll see that uh, his latest collection is possibly a little bit more abstract, um, but the colour colorist element is uh, definitely there throughout everything. Uh, he does the um, oil and caustic medium, which is um, quite a big thing in the US, I believe. It's not quite um, as popular in Australia, but um, Jean-Louis specialises in that because it is a beeswax medium Mm. That has some resins and gums in it that helps it dry. And it actually can be worked as an impasto, mm. which means for the layman that it you can build up texture mm. in your paint um, or you can use it quite thin as multi-layers of like a, a, a glaze and get a beautiful luminosity. And that's what he's working on with the current collection. But it, for him, it, 
he's when he discovered it, he just loved it because he is himself uh, described as not being a very patient person or painter, <laughs> and it makes the oil paint dry much dry quicker, a bit quick, more quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a fantastic thing to learn if you're already skilled in, in uh, oil painting to learn how to use this particular medium, and uh, uh, quite a few more techniques to go with it. So that's a big part of our retreats where you can. Uh, whether it's uh, someone wants to work working watercolour still mm. or acrylic or take the opportunity to learn about the oil encaustic medium with their oil paints, they can just have that continuity of four days of work uh, in the studio and really all hours in our studio once we have someone there for a treat. It's not just from 9am to 6pm they can work till you know late at night if they so choose in, in the studio and the space there and um, just really consolidate some, some knowledge and a feel for um, where they'd like to do a composition from one day to the next in the village or the forest as well. Oh, that sounds beautiful. And I'm guessing if, if couples oh. w- couples wanted to come along, you could maybe maybe one of them's an artist and one of them isn't, and they can just hang out for those you know a few well, days right. and enjoy the environment. Absolutely, yes. And it's we're on a local bus route into Aix-en-Provence. It's mm. a 45 minute bus ride, which is fantastic because it's through rural land and you know some of those avenues of beautiful plane trees and uh, a very stress-free way to get into X, tour around, go on market day, which is three days of the week in Aix-en-Provence and have a you know fantastic time doing that or just walking the forest, following the trails. There's lots of marked trails that people can self-guide them themselves through along the, uh, the walks. Oh, or just, uh, you know, gorgeous. visit the cafes and the mm. couple of bars that we have and, and soak up the vibe. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, yeah. um, I, I think I read on the website that you are a graphic designer by trade. Is that right? I'm just wondering whether you I do am. any painting yeah. as well or whether you leave, leave that to a, um, uh, your partner, Jean-Louis. Oh, that's a good question. I have <laughs> actually, after years of sitting at a computer and working at graphic design, I decided I was tired of that. I needed to get back to hands-on. Right. I, am, I was originally very old school in, in graphic design and worked at a drawing board and mm. had fantastic mm. hand skills, but they all went by the by with uh, computers, of course. And um, I have recently got into acrylic painting and I've... Uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. So I'm being promised a little corner of the studio when I return to to Juk. Oh, <laughs> so that will be fantastic. I might I might even get a private lesson in how to use all in costume <laughs> if you, if if he's got time, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, look, 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 That's right. Uh, for a last question, if I may, and this is uh, probably something that people are really dying to know. And this is how how did you guys actually get started in this? What what inspired you to come up with this idea to just just move to France and set up this wonderful business? <laughs> Well, first of all, it was finding the the, the right village and the right house. Mm. And uh, we, well, Jean Louis has been an art teacher for many years, mm. and um, like many other art teachers, he's, who've, uh, he's probably had in common the frustration of not having any time or headspace, in fact, for pursuing one's own work. Own work yes. So when he decided it was time to. Um, move on and finally pursue his own work. And he did exhibit in Perth um, three solo exhibitions and uh, several uh, shared exhibitions, uh, which were very successful. We then decided that we would look for the village, which we found in 2015, and uh, moved there 
semi-permanently in 2016. And we, when we found the house, we just decided it would be perfect for a village experience for, for people as a, a means for us to be able to work part-time mm. or, well, half the year mm. in France and um, follow the sun, so to speak, to come back to Perth once we then became established after three and a half years mm. uh, and um, keep ourselves in a bit of an income, with a bit of an income coming in and also John Louis loves teaching. He's a very gifted teacher and uh, yeah. we have many five-star reviews on on TripAdvisor already. In fact, he had a very happy customer yesterday, a, a, a woman from America who um, she was the only one booked early on in the season, so she had private tuition. Oh, wow. As it turns out. Mm. And uh, went away very happy and uh, <laughs> with a few pieces of work uh, produced even on the one-day workshop. So it, once we finished our renovation, we realised that we could uh, have two private suites, each mm. with an ensuite bathroom, and we have the essentially it's like an apartment on the very top floor mm. of our home that we've we've uh, completely refurbished with a, a guest kitchen, dining area, and a little living room, and um, it's a perfect setup because and there's an entry onto the. We actually, our little house is hard to explain, but it, it's between two little lanes so that we have our front door with the original old part of the house that we live in mm. in the summer. And as you rise up the house on the third level, on the other side, as the house clings to the hillside, there's another little street up there. So our guests also have autonomy in entering oh, and fantastic. Mm. Uh, exiting the house. So uh, it's a fantastic arrangement. And... Um, that's the level at the top there where the studio is. Mm. So the house just presented itself with these possibilities and it's just worked out perfectly for us. Oh, wonderful. Well, and we love it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, mm. <laughs> what's not to love? I mean, it sounds perfectly idyllic. Um, yeah. Okay, well, look, thanks so much for talking to us, Fiona. I, I know you'll be heading off, uh, well, tomorrow, in fact. Yeah, tomorrow which evening. Is amazing. So mm, just, it just, is. Like, it seems surreal to <laughs> finally be getting on a plane. I believe it when I'm there. <laughs> So, uh, just to let people know, the um, website address is Artelier. So, it's A-R-T-E-L-I-E-R, Provence, P-R-O-V-E-N-C-E, or one word, then .com. So, that's the website. Plenty of lovely pictures there, not just of the, the village and, the, and, and the, um, the accommodation, but also the wonderful paintings as well. Um, and, yeah, look, if anyone's interested in booking, at least taking a look, um, it could be a very different experience for those people who are thinking of heading to France anyway. And there are probably a lot of people out there, given that they're finally able to do so. Yes, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, look, we um, – and very small groups. Are very, it's a very intimate mm. uh, situation and a beautiful village and very, very easy to access. Oh, wonderful. Okay, well, uh, thank yeah. you so much, Fiona. Um, but oh, thank back you, to your packing. Okay, um, hopefully yes, we'll catch up sometime. <laughs> okay. I hope so. Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you very much for the chat. No problem. Bye now. Okay, so as promised, we've got Penny Thomas on the line from Bali. This is the first time uh, Penny has been back in Bali, as is the case for most people, I imagine, since 2019, so uh, pre the pandemic. And uh, Penny, welcome to the show. It sounds like you're having a wonderful time there. Yeah, thanks, Will. I'm living my best resort life at the moment, I think. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about the resort you're staying in, the area you're staying in. Yeah, so I'm at Sopatel Nusadua, which is um, a huge property, which is sort of like 10 minutes away from the airport, um, 
in Bali, called Dempasa, um Airport, and it's eight hectares of just sort of beautiful, lush, green, tropical um, gardens, and then there's you know over 400 suites and, and rooms, and it's uh, all sort of inclusive place where you've got everything you sort of need at your beck and call and um, all the staff here are so beautiful and so excited to see people returning oh, to, to their home. Yeah, it's really beautiful and it's a really nice atmosphere at the moment. There's a lot of excitement, I feel. And um, yeah, if anyone has been to Bali before, they'll, they'll just know how hospitable the, the people mm. are and, mm. and it, that's what it's sort of all about and it's just so lovely to see their smiling faces and, and enjoying what they're doing again. Yeah, sure. Now, you talk about excitement and so forth. I'm just wondering how um, what the occupancy is like at the moment. Is it still like uh, are people just gradually getting used to going back to Bali or is it pretty much full on now? Yeah, it is. It's much slower than it has been previously. I was right. speaking with someone yesterday and Sofitel itself is about back to... 60% mm. um, occupancy, so which is good. It's better than nothing. And mm. that's also, it also makes it quite great for tourists, I, I, I feel, because it's not too busy at the moment. It's not that regular sort of the streets getting from the airport to the property. There was no traffic that you sort of get stuck in for hours or anything like that. So there is a little, I wouldn't even call it a silver lining, but there is a little benefit of that traveling now is that, it is a slower Bali than it has been in the past. Um, and I presume that that will pick up as as things still get back to sort of normalcy, um, everything from the pandemic. But Bali really was hit hard. So um, places like Sofitel, which sort of comes under the Accor um, brand, yes, they have that sort of backing that they can really do what they do best now. But there are probably smaller places around Bali that might not even exist anymore because of the pandemic. So it's I'll have to find that those sorts of um, places out as I continue to explore, but it seems like the biggest sort of brands they've sort of been able to sustain with the storm, is, yeah, of course. Mm. Mm. Now that makes sense. So just to give us a, a, a taste of what you've been up to this morning, um, you know, what did you have for breakfast and were you engaged in early morning activities? Yeah, so I had a big fruit platter in my room, so wow. I can... Um, Checking at that, but I will go to breakfast just after phone call, which is the cuisine restaurant um, at the property. Okay. This morning, I just went for a swim. I've got a private pool as part of my my room here. Which oh, is you're doing, really, it, pretty, really doing nice it pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So I went for a swim, went for a little wander as well just to see. And there are people around, like there's other tourists, which is also – I really like engaging sometimes with other tourists on, on holidays, and I think that that's what – the resort can also offer you, if that makes sense. Mm. Like it's not just you're not just on your own. You can go up. You can. There's also a public pool. There's two bars. There's two restaurants. There's there's a lot happening here, and there's um, a, a spa, which I don't want to make you too jealous, but I did go <laughs> to the spa yesterday and I had a Balinese massage, which is just life changing, wow. especially after you've been flying and, and everything. So. All, all the knots in my back are melted away. Oh, that is fantastic. But yeah, no complaints from Ryan. <laughs> well, once we, once we get you back here to Australia and back into to work, we'll, we'll, we'll get those knots back again. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy this while you can. Oh, I will. I don't know if I'll be returning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't blame you. Now, you mentioned flying. Now, now I understand you've flown uh, via Singapore with Scoot, and, and they're, they're one, for, for people who don't know, they're like the um, uh, part of the, the 
the Singapore Airlines Group. They don't like to call themselves budget, but they are, I, I guess, um, more economically friendly uh, to those who, who do yep. want to fly um, to Singapore and, and destinations beyond. But um, th- they they also happened to weather the storm quite well because they were already quite well set up to, to resume taking passengers again because they'd been doing cargo flights and so forth. So it's quite interesting. But I, I'm very really keen to know how you found your flight on the scoot. Oh, well, I absolutely, I, I wasn't sure what to expect because mm. it is the, the sort of budget side of, of the airline, um, of Singapore Airlines, yes. I guess it's associated with. But I was blown away by the offerings from Scoot. Like, there is no, there's no TV, but that's okay because in this day and age, you know, you can download stuff on your phone and you can have that. I was in the um, Scoot silence section. So, okay. you've got your premium sort of economy, um, economy, which is all business class up the front, which is called Scoot Plus. And then there's Scoot Silence, which is essentially you just don't get kids crying in your ears. Mm, wow, well, that sounds <laughs> so you amazing. And it's got a lot of leg room and it was super comfortable. And then behind that is, is the economy. And it was really comfortable. The I just I could easily fall asleep, which is um, not quite that easy on, on planes for myself, but that was no problem. The flight from Perth to Singapore was um, just I think just under four uh, five hours. Mm. So it, it, they say it should be around five, just over five. But yeah, we got there a bit faster than anticipated, which is always good as well. And it, the service was lovely. They called the um, the crew are called Scooties, and it's just a really fun atmosphere, and it's like really affordable. So I, I would I'll definitely be flying with them again. They do some great deals that um, are definitely worth having a look at as well. But flying to Singapore from Perth, it's it's not a it's not a it's not too long at all. So it's definitely worth it. And then you can connect to places like Bali. They even fly to Athens from Singapore. There's, yeah. there's uh, all these different places that they go that I would definitely yeah consider looking into if people are if people are thinking of travelling soon. And and just airfares can be quite they can chew up at the substantial cost of, of everyone's trip sometimes. So mm. it's worth worth considering. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it really, doesn't make really sense. Yeah, yeah. To to if you go on a lower cost uh, option with the flying, it, it just leaves you a little bit more money in the budget, doesn't it, for other things, which is which mm. really makes sense. Um, so as I say, I think we'll be talking about Singapore next time we're having you on the show. Is that because you're probably going to stay in Singapore on your return to Bali, or I wasn't too sure um, about no, that. No, so I was. I was in Singapore for the past uh, two nights. Oh, so you've already so you've, you've done the stopover so thing I've already now? Done- okay. Yeah, yeah, but I've um, and which was so beautiful. I've got plenty of talk for you about sure. um, in regards to that as well. But yeah, probably too much for this one. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So I thought we'd split it up, but I wasn't sure whether whether you had done that already or whether you were doing it on the way back. But that that all makes sense to me now. Look, all right. Well, um, yeah, sounds fantastic. I'm so glad you're enjoying yourself, and I'm sure we're going to be hearing and reading a lot more about your experiences in the West Travel section as well. Oh. So, in the meantime, you enjoy the rest of your stay and um, look forward to talking to you on the show next week. Wonderful. Awesome. Okay, thanks, Will. Great to talk to you. You too. Bye. Bye. 